1: This week on Up To 90, we
0: talk... My So-Called Life. Were you a fan? Ish. Oh, my God. You, I mean, it com- I'm sure it comes know, as no I surprise to that you, you that I'm such fan. a fan.
1: Well, it did have a little bit of a hattie in it. Oh, my God,
0: Gerard Leto. I mean, that that is the show that gave us Gerard Leto. Mm. And you're welcome. Jordan Catalano. Do you remember that? Even the name is just synonymous with the feelings... Mm. When you were a 90s teenager. And still remains beautiful.
1: Maybe too good looking. Is that possible? Do you know
0: what I read in prep for this episode? I don't want a boy that's prettier than me. Uh, Well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago was a bit of a record because you, you confessed to fancying two men. I did, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same episode, I
1: fancy him more. Like I would see him and Johnny Depp kind of on the same looks thing, but I think he's better looking than Johnny Depp. I think, and he's more I think... pretty. Every so often, I love a real pretty little fucker. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Just to make I can me never feel like a nasty you with a pretty bitch. boy. What are you trying to say? A little, like a, little, a
0: little boy band guy. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, I
1: just mean pretty Someone singing a Pity Joel cover. Like Shane, is that what you're into? No, no, I just mean the face, a pretty face. Well, like Shane's Shane a happy, good looking guy. But yeah. he has a very pretty face if you see him. He's like a very small nose, especially for a man. He's just got a little nose, little, he's got you're really of a girly You're really sending face. him to our
0: listener. Yeah. I, well, he's a very good looking guy, to be mm. honest. You're a very good looking couple. <laughs> uh, thanks. You know and your kids are lovely. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you want me to say at the top? Um, no, that's everything. Really you're good. You're episode. great, mom. Up to ninety.
1: Up to ninety. Up to ninety with Emma and Julie. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You are. Uh, you know what I watched? <clears throat>
0: Is that a G? Great. Great. I'll tell you what I watched. Mom. What
1: I really, really watched. The murder of Jill Dando. Do you remember that? We gotta do it. Yeah, I watched it. Do Very do interesting. It.
0: Very good. My favourite murder episode on it. So, you know I'm talk- oh, talking yeah. about that podcast. But I was like,
1: I was like, oh, we'll leave it for a little while because we just did Princess Diana a couple of weeks ago and they're very you know very kind of similar but I yeah. thought Jill was before Princess Diana she was actually after her it was right. 1997 it was
0: actually now that you say it I it was later than I thought as well because when I was listening to the My I Favourite think it would have, yeah,
1: I think it would have been even bigger if it had happened before Diana do you, do you think so? Kind of, yeah it was massive at the time but is
0: anyone going to ever top Diana's passing i don't know it'd be
1: a tough one i would be a very tough one i actually don't know there's nobody that could compete with us like there's nobody
0: other than like if god forbid harry Hewitt would popped his clogs in the morning i mean that's about that's about the only way that her her death could be surpassed no
1: there's there's really there's nobody there's nobody
0: um I was trying to think tell there, me like, was it any good? Yeah, it was good. very scary I'd say. Was it
1: disturbing? Well, I tell you what was disturbing about it was the guy who you know after a year they had this guy who was I suppose painted as a stalker, you know, searched his gaff and all this and there was only a tiny bit of um gun residue in his coat pocket. A year after the murder took place. And that was basically what they had him on. And then he went to prison for a couple of years. But um years later, like the kind of rules about evidence and all that and what, what weight that type of e- evidence should carry. And he was out of prison.
0: But you know, so they what? don't I actually the- know
1: who did it. So some people kind of think that they used him as a kind of a person straight away, that they, not that they could pin it on him, but that he would be a handy fit for the murder because he had all this jail, dando stuff in his house. There was notebooks of him kind of taking notes of people's registrations and times and stuff and all this, all this mad kind of thing. And he was into guns and there was pictures of him with guns and firearms and whatever. But... And I see that the problem was that it was in the middle of the day and all that. And there was about now, this is just me kind of having watched it. There, there was like 20 plus eyewitnesses. But none of the eyewitnesses really matched up. It was like all of those people had seen a different person. They couldn't get a clear oh. kind of fit description of him. But that's what happens to the human brain. I remember I was in this obviously when I was a little kid in the nineties, so still on you know still on topic. I was in London with my family and we went to the Natural History Museum and they had this little game where they'd show you a scene of um an incident, I think it was a crash or somebody robbing someone's handbag, so you watched that and then you answered questions on what you saw, so it was like, what color was the man's coat what colour was the woman's hair how tall you know whatever and could she not just have gone to tarmaline us like the rest no of look it was really good cool because then it showed you train your brain so you know with you know
0: no that sounds very interesting you know what, you know what yeah. you're
1: going to be asked kind of questions so you actually are concentrating more than you ever would be in real life like on your phone or you know thinking mm. about what the fuck am I going to eat for my lunch you get so much of it wrong because your brain is shite basically yeah no like it that's is that's not the science you know party line on it but like in a nutshell yeah. yeah well it is like i mean the idea that like so the anyway they don't know who did it but
0: it is Matt. no i totally agree with memory like it is funny when you know like your mom might make some comment like oh um she you always loved sport." <laughs> you're like i never like sports she's like i think i know my children you always you were mad. You were only happy now when you were kicking a soccer ball around <laughs> right the front. You just think, What are you talking about? But memory's scary, isn't it? Football. Because every now and again you saw it. Do you remember our first episode I did a video where I did, like, Oh I know I that's like me. No, I'd I'd like to see you. Every now and again my former lovely long. former housemate Heffy messaged me during the week to say every now and again when she's feeling sad she goes and watches <laughs> the footage of me now that was not me trying to be funny that was me genuinely attempting a header and I followed it up, up with, "We'd want to go again because it needs to be funny." And the person filming is like, "I think we're okay. I think we're good." Who was filming? But, uh, a guy I work with. Oh, okay. Um, John. I should name him. Give him the credit. Yeah, um, it's all very secret so there. So just, just some guy. Um, but yeah, and it's funny, isn't it, with the memory thing? Because I do find now, like, if I can't remember where the car is parked, I immediately start thinking, "Still, Alice." It's and I just, smell, and you know, it? I've ended up with an Alec Baldwin, like Fred would be gone, like, I don't know. if I could, if I wasn't there to help him with the bins, that's the only reason I'm still in his life. He reckon? just can't face that waste bin alone. Yeah. I mean, I always kind of, I, I love the way he in the film, you. you've, Alec you've Baldwin made it was Alec Baldwin. You. Like, you know, when she wets herself. And you know Alex's mind is made up then. Like, he lasts for about another 20 minutes in the film. You know, comes up with some, like, I've been offered my dream job kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But what much. about mom? But, like, in that moment, he's on Bumble. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you can yeah, see, he's, like, yeah. downloading in the cabin. <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. Happens Get to the Get back in to take
1: himself. He's a good I do love, again. do you know
0: what I do love as well? That panic. You know, when you're in your handbag and you can't find the car keys and you're like, It's gone. It's gone. The car keys are gone. It's gone. we we'll And that level of career. panic. You're like look. Hang on. I'll just ring my mother. Just to say. To ask her to drive to Dundrum. With the spare key. Yeah. And they're. Oh. I have them. The fucking keys. I'm just. I don't to the have. A, I don't have a spare key. It's hard. Do you know what I've realised. I'm always carrying around. Because my day job is the teaching. Um, mm. For another couple of months anyway. But then hopefully. We're just going to commit to some life choices. I always have a marker in my handbag. Because I'm a teacher. So it comes in really handy for graffiti
1: that's a very
0: good... handy yeah
1: i was just gonna say but like you like
0: jj loves ed i can imagine <laughs> that's <laughs> me in Weenans. that's me have you ever wondered that's me i did that emma did you yeah but you know i always think that who the fuck is carrying a permanent marker in their hand you are i am baby and i'm good to go have
1: you ever sniffed that
0: Ah, yeah. Do you know what the odd few days you <laughs> know? You say, ah, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Every now and again, you're in work. You're like, "Oh my god, I'm sure, Here we go again, and you're just yeah. like, "Ah, do you know what?"
1: Cause sniff, just, sniff, I'll
0: just sniff. get my, I just get, I just give myself a little something, something. I, to say I, I say you're, I wouldn't say you're proud of sniff. I wouldn't say actively sniffing. Oh, yeah, a
1: little casual sniff. Just, just like, oopsie, sniffed it. Just more like two times.
0: Not, not sniffing.
1: But you're probably. Do you know what I mean? I mean, not, given not your sniffing. profession currently, you're probably a pro at knowing how much sniff is enough sniff with a permanent marker. I just think because too much, you can make your tum tum filky. Well, feel itchy. you know
0: what? You can go, you can go walk into some classrooms, and I swear to God, you would know what some people are up to because honestly, I had to open three windows today oh. the smell of a permanent marker in there. Oh yeah, well, but we, you see, we it did a depends couple of on the brand in
1: school. Bad, bad, bad. Did the American you know Dream what, in school? Did oh, I ever tell my... you that story?
0: Okay, can I just say something? In all seriousness, I actually have such a phobia. This whole thing of people sniffing stuff. You know the way you talked about, we t- mentioned this with the Des bis- Bishop and the ecstasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. you yeah. talked about how you had probably an almost irrational fear. Yeah, of, yeah. Like you were I, talking about how like, you know, somebody like, um, you know, took an ecstasy tablet and like dropped dead in front of their yeah. friends, foaming at the mouth and all the, re- all, all the rest. I would be nervous enough of all that crack, mm. but it's the sniffing Emma. I have such an... Like, this is no word of a lie, but I once accidentally sniffed a short deodorant and I sat in my room because I thought I was going to die. So I was eleven, I can remember I balled my eyes out because I had used a shore deodorant, but I felt that I had inhaled it too much. You know, I just went for both pits. And because I went for the you know second it's in a bag, spray. Like spray it into and buy. But I was a child. We're eleven, yeah. And then the reason I was particularly petrified was because that morning, this says a lot about how I used to spend my loner summer holidays. <laughs> I uh, had spent the morning in the shed in a very confined area doing oil painting. <laughs> at (laughs) lunchtime. I came in. So, my sandwich of choice at that stage was just the owl handy Lebanon, 90 Sambo easy single straining in, no funny business. Into your toast. Do you remember your toasted sandwich maker? Yeah. That you'd, you'd fold over? So, I came well, yeah, in. Easy and as busy, my toasted sandwich is
1: acceptable, not in a regular sandwich.
0: Absolutely. It's the best. It's actually the best cheese for that. We well, need to
1: see photographs of you as a but, teenager So, I was. Well, I
0: was 11. <laughs> well, now, this, is this is pre pre-taint. but I can remember coming in and I was still kind of covered in the oil and paint and I was eating my single sandwich and I turned the paint box over and I saw that it said like toxic substance do not inhale but I had ac- accidentally gotten some paint onto my toasted sandwich so I thought I was going to die so I was nervous enough and I went up to my room and then I just had a quick spray with the aerosol and <laughs> I turned it over and that also said <laughs> that also said toxic so substance you might die. So in that moment oh I gosh. was gone and I was I was inconsolable because I was like, it's done. So what, This has been my time. I felt myself slipping into the void. And then I knew by the time Carrie ro- rolled around, mm. I knew I was, you know, you the worst was over. Yeah. But just you even saying sniffing an aerosol, honestly, I'm starting to sweat. Well, do you know what?
1: I think as an 11 year old, you had a great knack of filling the day. Do you know what I mean? Like that burned up the whole day up to carry. Like fair you. And do you know you. what?
0: I think that I really even at that I could early age. I just the of
1: you like oil paint. <laughs> and I was
0: so it. mad for my art, and I used to do paintings, and my mom would be I've like, never seen "That's any of your lovely." Your art. And I, when I haven't done art for twenty years, so I now am shit. It's a, it's a skill. You gotta practice it. You gotta use it. I'm okay. the regular, On the reg. Um but I I uh used to do paintings and my mum'd be like, That's a nice painting and I'd be like, It's called Escape from the Hole she'd be like, Lovely, gorgeous. You know, I always had this real dark take on things. Oh my good Lord. A lot of still life. A lot of still life. Do
1: you know what I was doing when I was eleven? I was uh there was this thing in um my religion book in school. You know the way the religion books and at the end of the little bit segment, chapter, it's like, why not make an altar in your own bedroom? Did I tell you about this before? Oh, your altar. Yeah, yes. I was making an altar. Do you know what I mean? So I can't laugh too hard. But the American dream. So I'm in first oh, year God, in school. I'm, I'm starting to sweat. Okay, go. And they've been talking about it on Adrian Kennedy or something the night before. And they girls in school were telling me about it. And I was like, oh. Fuck it, I'll do it. I don't, I, whatever. So they're like, put your head, stand up, put your head down in between your legs, take a whole lot, I think it was 20 or something, take a whole lot of deep breaths in and out really quickly, and then put your head up against the wall and then like, oh, hold your breath.
0: Please, you know,
1: try this at home. And let's see what happens. So I was like, Grand. So I did that. And then they put pressure on your neck with both their hands and push into you. But it's, it's, it's fine. It's not painful. This is like a how-to for our young listeners. No, but it's not. It doesn't have a good ending. Then I uh, came to on the ground and I was shaking and my eyes were opening and the room was spinning and everyone was laughing because obviously they thought it was hilarious and I had volunteered myself with this. But I was really distressed because I thought like, oh my God, what's happened? Have I like pissed myself or something? Because I had no recollection of it. Like woman, I was standing Um, against the wall. And where were you? In school, in the bathroom. The fucking bathroom. Three. Yeah, so never did Meanwhile, it again. Meanwhile, some little Ish.
0: avid oil painter like myself just wants to use the fucking loo.
1: Ru- running in like, Julie, antique throat shows on And the smokers are passing
0: out in the corner, kicking kicking one another while they're on the ground just to make
1: sure they're still alive. Did you watch Antiques antique show? No. Did you? I thought was my. I liked a bit of not Do you know
0: what? I used to come in. From it's school, only a game, so. I'd get um I'd get a few minutes of MTV selecting, yeah, and then I would just kind of feel I'd start worrying about you know, could feel that perfect junior search and um, falling away mm. by you know, watching all the guys banging on the glass, yeah. So I'd have to switch over to a bit of countdown just to keep those literacy and numeracy skills sweet,
1: sweet on point, yeah,
0: sweet, sweet. So, my so called life, you weren't a fan of.
1: No, I mean, I remember dipping in and out. But, but you heard it of me. it. You heard of yeah. it. Yes.
0: So, my so called life um, is obviously, it was a teen, American teen drama. It was created by a woman called Winnie Holstman and produced by Edward Zvik and Marshall. And it was huge. Cult phenomenon. It was only around for one series, which a lot of people find hard to believe, but it was a very long series. 19 episodes. Okay,
1: I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And it came out in August 1994, premiered on a Thursday at 8pm. And of course, like this was like, just to paint a picture, uh, give people a bit of context. This was a few months after Kurt Cobain had killed himself. Mm. This was Prime, checked shirts, grunge angsty teenager. Yes. So it was just kind of coming in on the cusp of that and really tapping in to what was going on at the time. And actually the writer uh, Winnie, uh, I'll just get her name Winnie Holtzman, she was very interesting. She was really the driving force behind the whole thing. So when she sat down to write it initially, mm-hmm. people were quite dismissive when she wanted to write like a smart teen drama. Yeah. Um, And she, and somebody passed a comment, one of the production team was like, look Winnie, you don't know Teenagers anymore, like you know, you're forty years of age. Your daughter is eight. Mm. You just don't. And then he, she just turned around and said, "No, no, no. You don't get teenagers. Teenagers are the exact same. They've always been." So she was a real champion of this whole like teen mindset, etc. And she actually went, which I thought was interesting. She went to teach in a high school for a few days, oh, just okay. to kind of. She said for herself, like not to be all millennial about it, but it was almost to put words in her mouth. It seemed to be almost a bit triggering for her. She was like, I could not believe how much it brought me back. Like even the sound of the lockers, the bell. Mm. Like she was like, I mean, even where people were sitting at lunchtime and you could see where the popular kids were and the kids who weren't comfortable with themselves, etc. So she did all that and really kind of brought her into the zone. Wrote this series. And what's so interesting about this is obviously it follows. The main protagonist is a girl called Angela Chase. She's 16. Player by, of course, the one and only absolutely lover Claire Danes. Yeah. She's like the teen queen of the nineties, between that, Romeo and Juliet, all the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh you might know her now, of course, from Homeland, but she is a genius. You see,
1: do you know, I would have watched it, but I have I am the youngest and I have two older brothers. So what I got to watch was heavily dictated by them of because we only had yeah, one. Yeah, we only yeah. had one TV, and they're very close, and I, there's like eighteen months between them, and then there's like four or five year gap in me. So me trying to get a look at that program would have been challenging to say the least.
0: Yes, Do I can you know what I'm see saying? why you were up against it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because Angela Chase, what was interesting? It would have been when, totally up my street. I, can, I think first of all, just to say, actually, about Clara Dane's getting the part. One of the things that's really interesting: only two girls auditioned for the role Oh. Claire Danes was yes. the second person who came in the mm-hmm. first person do you want to take a guess I'm going to give you a hint 90s Queen Bee uh, popular culture iconic actress
1: Not Blonde R- Blonde
0: big movie of the 90s think cell phones think yellow check oh clueless Alicia Silverstone yeah 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 so she came in to audition in the morning and Winnie Holtzman said which I just think it's it's gas I like just the female perspective of things that the two lads were like all about Alicia Silverstone they're like she's perfect and Winnie was like no 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 she's too perfect looking for this part yes like I want girls to empathise with this girl who's just not quite Mm -hmm. who has this potential but just is not that Self assured, so Alicia Silverstone was 16 when she auditioned, and one of the reasons the two lads were pushing for her was because at that time she was emancipated. So, herself, the likes of um, Macaulay Cook, and we touched on that before the idea that she could work for really long hours, okay, and circumnavigate the whole like child labor laws, etc. So, the lads were like, on the production team, were like, Look, this would make a lot more sense. Claire Danes comes in, she's only 13. She's only 13. Very little acting experience. Uh, Her parents are very clear that if she gets the role, she's going to have to work around school. And Winnie was like, no, she's the one. She is the one. 13.
1: Just even the fact of reading through scripts and, you know what I mean, interpreting lines. And I can't even get my head around that, to be honest. How you would kind of go about that at the age of 13. I I mean, it's daunting at any age, I would imagine. Never been there, and you ever got a couple of lines and bits and bobs, you know. Well, what, I mean, what
0: was funny was, so when it aired, it went up against us uh, because it was uh, ABC uh, put it out, and they put it out at the same time. Of, it was kind, This other show was kind of a big deal during the nineties. 8pm on a Thursday. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess what was on the other station? Don't know. Friends.
1: Damn, well. But of
0: course, it wasn't tap- tapping into the same demographic. But I mean, they were going up against the big guys. So 19 episodes, which I can only describe as absolutely sublime. I was obsessed. Like this show for me was so seminal. Like I absolutely loved it. The whole thing about her starting at the very pilot episode, what's really interesting is and what a lot of people related to is that she's living this very mundane life. Angela mm-hmm. Chase, she's very much kind of, you know, just a regular girl. She's always had this best. Friend Sharon, who's like a good girl, and you know, that period when you're a teenager when you're like, No, I want to reinvent myself. Yeah, I don't want to be allied with this person forever. <laughs> I want to be cool. Oh. So, she drops Sharon. So, that's what's so in it's so cool about this series. Very real, very real, very real. Okay, we've all done it, we all did it first or secondary school. It was like oh, you know, are you nervous too? Goodbye, never speak to me again. Okay, that kind of thing. So it's that whole thing, like how teenagers can be cruel, but like, it's just realistic. It's just what they do. Yeah. So she dumbs Sharon. and she You align yourself
1: book. with the people you...
0: They're mirrors. Your yeah. friends become mirrors for yourself. And you look at that friend and you think, I don't want to be that person anymore. That's all it is. It's not yes. actually about the friend. You're much
1: more open as you get older to... you. You, you realise that it's not... A defining representation of who you are, who your friend is, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And so Claire Danes' character, Angela, so she dumps uh, kind of unceremoniously dumps Sharon and chooses Rayanne, this really rebellious parody girl, Rayanne, as her new best bud. And uh, her other uh, best buddy in the series was actually... It was huge for the time. Uh, it was a character called Ricky, Ricky Vasquez, and of course, Ricky Vasquez was the fo- first openly gay.
1: Yes, I remember kind of. Yes. Her- Best First friend, opening friend.
0: gay character yeah. um,
1: on network and he was, television. And he was great. I remember that. He was a he really good was actor. that a great
0: character. Do you know what? I Actually, do you know what I watched now just today? Um, and I actually, it's hard to actually watch it and not get a bit emotional watching it. I think as well, you know, obviously at that stage of my life, I did have gay friends, but probably didn't even know they were gay at that yeah. stage. Like, you know, you just think of all the journeys you've gone on with people since then and it makes you maybe look back and think maybe what some of your friends might have been going through at the time and they didn't feel in a position to tell you then but there's that wonderful scene with Ricky Vasquez and of course he played, I mean he played that part just to perfection, like the whole thing of how he was only ever really happy and um just uh, flamboyant and his true, real, creative, expressive self when he was in the girls' bathroom with with the with the other two. Yes. and they'd be having the crack, and he really felt safe within that girls' bathroom. Mm. And there's that great scene where, um, because of course he's living with his uncle and he's being emotionally and physically abused, and it's actually an exceptionally sad. Uh, obviously, it's, it's an exceptionally sad. Um, Plotline, but just the way it's done like the level of pathos is just
1: I do remember the acting it's very very moving the acting in it being and when really and when,
0: and when he leaves the house and he, he puts the first thing he does is he puts on his eyeliner and his eye makeup mm. when he's out of the house and there's that great scene at the prom and obviously he's to one side because he's not part of all these you know Clicks amazing love whatever, stories yeah. that are you know unfolding around him so he's he's standing And he goes, he takes a girl to come dancing. And the song is, what is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. And you know what's great is, so he asks um, this character to dance, this girl, and she's like, sure. And then, (laughs) you know, they go out into the dance floor and he's, you know, he's, at the start, he's conservative. He's (laughs) moving in a conservative (laughs) way. And as the song goes on, he, just something inside him comes alive and everyone is watching him. Everyone's gaze Mm. is drawn to him. And in that moment, like it just, it's giving me goose pimples just thinking about it. It's just in that moment, the dance is the message. He's using the dance. The dance is the vehicle, I should say, for the message he is trying to convey. He's like, this I is who like I I feel like I'm am. sitting
1: here with Louis Spence or something. Aww, What's happened to you? Emma, I didn't realise the such dance a was so important to no, you. It's such
0: a gorgeous moment. It really is. And then, of course, he actually ends up, which I think was a bit of a stretch, to be honest, looking back now. But... Uh, oh, he has a
1: boyfriend in it, does he? The,
0: well, there's this whole thing of like this illicit um, will they, won't they. Like okay. that he's, you know, got this connection to footballer in mm. the School. Oh yes. So it's this whole I remember thing this thing of now. like hidden storylines and then Sharon's it's uh, it's, uh, it's Sharon's boyfriend actually. Oh, so Sharon's yeah, boyfriend yeah. and but Sharon's boyfriend is watching Ricky dancing mm. and she's watching the Him boyfriend. Watches. And it's just so nuanced. Mm. It's so brilliant. But uh yes, yeah, so it's great but a bit of a stretch of course because then Ricky, you know, was fostered by his gay, openly gay English teacher who becomes a bit of a mentor for him. I mean, I don't know what that happened, really. Uh, probably a bit of a stretch. We'd love as if it Kai did. Would We'd say, love if it did. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. lucky. I, should, I mean, so many lucky, time lucky, as a time as a, as a misunderstood teenager, a I imagine I my really sound, really lovely art teacher fostering me. Mm. She was great. She was, like, very fond of giving up her life story, which I just found so fascinating. So she, like, met her husband when she was, like, 40... Mm. Um, she was. he proposed to her on New Year's Eve there. he was loaded and she was telling us like how she didn't actually have to work anymore but she just worked for the cracks. so she used to get a taxi from Rat Mines to Leakslip yeah. just because she was like what else would I be doing with my day I like, yeah. just didn't give a shit and then she was so excited when he proposed she was like I remember her heading off she was like oh I think this could be it like we were just all so in on it it was great and then he proposed and she was so excited that she fell off a mountain because she was skiing at the time and she Came back yes. with two broken legs. Oh, it's just so. I would have loved to have been faster by her, but anyway. you know, that's what I
1: love about this podcast. Sometimes. I feel like it sh- it shows our similarities that we never re- we never knew before. But sometimes it's our differences. Like the thoughts of a teacher telling me their life story and me being interested. I don't I don't think it's any well, time that ever teacher, happened in school. No, I, I was I'll always just say oh, I sake. was
0: actually I will say I Mrs. was, Brady, I was no a was a cantankerous bitch in the other classes. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, was like out of life. I mean I think my... I'll never forget the time that... that I'd say you
1: have a good scorpy face on you. Like yeah. Like when you were a No, I can a remember
0: ch- actually my junior cert geography teacher I'll never forget. I never had any confidence. Like that was just my... You know, you'd have... Like, you know, if you in religion class if you had to write five personality traits mm. mine would be... One of them would be I hate myself would be one of what them. What was you going know? on, G? But it was all like pre, you know, mental health counselling. People were like, oh, okay. that's nice. And the next one is you're artistic. Great. So... um. <laughs> But I uh, remember my geography teacher, I did have a scorpion ahead me in most of the classes. It was just the art teacher. She was the only one I kind of connected. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Well, the art. Yeah, I, she had, was a nice, that girl. I had a nice art teacher in fairness. Like every Big now, and again, Cielahan, every right now yeah. and
0: again, she would make eye contact with me and she'd be like, you're getting out of here. Honey. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, we
1: had a nice art teacher. But then the there was another art teacher who I think she was floating in and out of the classroom every so often. And I remember her telling us that, um, I think we are in Fortier or something, telling us that 95% of people who get tattoos regret them straight away after. And I was like, fuck off. We're going into town to get our tattoos at the weekend and you can't stop us. And I did slightly regret the tattoo straight after I got it.
0: Is Is that your Gemini? What is that?
1: <laughs> no, I bet. The
0: Chinese symbol. I
1: don't have a Chinese symbol. It's just like oh, some fucking Oh Well, I can remember, I d-
0: I d- it wasn't even a story, but I remember my geography teacher so writing on my school report. This is so 90s school reports. Yeah bit too confident at times about you about, yeah for, about me and to be fair my parents are like "Cause he mixed up this report Brick. isn't that horrible but um, bit too- is oh. that really bad I mean to be fair like junior searchography we've talked I've talked to you at length yeah, about yeah. this
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah why I is tarmalina a holiday's destination it's by the sea full marks <laughs> I'm sorry if I was a bit confident in that subject area. I what mean, a Jesus. Prick. Anyway, so it was such a great show. Of course, what we all loved about the show was we all had the feelings for Jordan Catalano. It was yeah. the show that gave us Gerard Leto. Uh, Gerard Leto, who I just think this makes him even hotter. So Winnie Holzman, when I was reading an oral history, which is like on Elle magazine about my so-called life, mm. um, she said that when... They got uh, when they got Gerard Leto, which I just think is so Gerard Leto, even though I don't know the man, but this is how he comes across, when they said, Look, you have the role he it's, was telling his name was
1: Jer. I always call him Gerard. That's is it right, what am I though? saying? Gerard,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry, no, no I'm I, wrong, it's though. J A R E D, so it's Jared, I would say. Is it Jared, Jared Leto?
1: I'm terrible at pronouncing
0: names. Can we just call him Jordan Catalano? Yeah, let's call uh, him Jared. Anyway, Jam so, jar. jar, no, it is Jared, but I just think yeah. that's hard to say. Jar, it Jared, is. it just sounds anyway. J- it doesn't flow off. So, she said that his people told her, well, he doesn't even know if he wants to act. So, like, we'll see how he what feels was he about doing? it. Modeling he was just some saying or... He's in a band now. You know what I mean? That kind of okay. crack. So, the whole show centres around the fact that she, Angela Chase, was trying to establish herself as a bit of a coolie, absolutely obsessed with Jordan Catalano. Uh, the first episode the pilot of course Ryan convinces her what is the first act of rebellion as a teenage girl when you have access to a pharmacy and a latex glove what, what do you do what's the first thing you do
1: stick your finger up your bum dye your hair Oh.
0: So she went straight Oops. for the red, dyed the hair uh, and yeah. now going back. So what was interesting as well about it as a show, um, going back now, the mom, the mom and the dad were these parents who were just trying to make sense of this new person. Oh, they were kind person. of middle class,
1: kind of straight. Like, yes. Was one of them a doctor and one of them a something where
0: yeah they did good jobs yeah. I can't remember now but they they had good jobs very aspirational couple etc mm. and uh, what was what was kind of fascinating about it was was that they were like just watching them watching their daughter change before their very eyes and trying mm. to make sense of this new person that their daughter had become and it became kind of a bit of a, an in-joke but the mother again going back to like 90s if we want to talk about like maybe you know a certain element of gendered like speech etc mm-hmm. she all she often starts statements with in my humble opinion, like always trying to downplay like her vantage Mm. point, like, oh, well, what would I know? But I just want to offer this little nugget. (laughs) And in a great episode, one of my favorite episodes, actually, because I think, um, I don't know now what kind of relationship you had with your mom, but I certainly had a really strange relationship with my mom, I'd say when I was younger, like very much so. And we get on great now. But I I really related to the whole thing of Angela looking at other people's mothers and feeling envious. So there's this great episode called Other People's Mothers and Rayanne she goes through she loves going over to Rianne's house and Rianne is a real wild child she has no boundaries her mother is all like you know believes in giving teenagers freedom and there's this great moment and she is reading tarot cards while Angela talks about her mother mm. and obviously Angela's just had a fight with her mother and you know she doesn't understand me she doesn't get me blah 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 and when she, while she's talking about her mother she pulls out you'd love this thing your mommy so uh, she pulls out a daughter card and Angela mm. says why are you why are you taking out the why is there a daughter card like she's not a daughter she's a mother mm. and then uh, Rayanne's mother says she is a mother but first she was a daughter which I think is great like the idea that mm. she's not just a mother like yeah, she also yeah. has this whole other life. Like she has been someone's daughter, mm. so it was like it's just kind of very kind of I think probably quite a realistic exploration of that mother daughter oh, relationship. And in that episode. Rela- in that were episode, you smoking a good
1: bit of weed at that point or what was I was just on? just
0: to take the edge off the geography. <laughs> you know yourself yeah, now, yeah. but um, in that episode as well, and it's I took a re- what I loved about it was it was just so real. It wasn't a sitcom. And mm. we were very used to these American, easy breezy, positive Peter. You know, we t- we've talked about the Wonder Years, et cetera. Like the yeah, whole this yeah. whole sitcom, admittedly, like the Wonder Years kinda of rebranded it, but like we were used to that. We weren't used to this really gritty, really raw, real, very real exploration of what it means to be a teenager in the nineties. And like in that episode, Other People's Mothers, Rayanne, it takes a really dark turn because uh Jordan Catalano, so he at the very start notices Claire Danes so mm. this is where obviously you know it is uh it starts the sequence of events it's, It gets the ball sets the ball sets everything in motion gets the ball rolling and he says that they're all hanging out and Jordan looks over at Angela mm. and he says hey I know that girl and Rayanne loses her shit you know the way your best mate would she's like oh my god he knows you are this is so cool so they're having a bit of kissy 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 Um, there's this great kissing scene which oh just giving me the feelings just thinking about it uh, where she's talking and she's nervous so she's waffling which is something I could totally not relate to but apparently that is what people do so she's waffling 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 and then he leans in Mm. and he kisses her and he just gives her this amazing kiss and he pulls away and says sorry I interrupted you. I mean oh get the, get the mop God. out and you know what she said <laughs> after she said I had made out with a couple of people but th- like I didn't really know how to make out with someone so in those scenes I was like slobbering all over him and he'd be like no I'll show you how to make out. I'll show you how to make out with someone. I'll show you how to kiss a guy. So she was like it was so funny how like I mean it was very hard to you know, differentiate between art and life because yeah, yeah. that is actually how I learned to kiss. Like he told me. And then, you know, she makes a joke like you can learn worse from, yeah. from Jay Leno. Let's just call him that. Oh, um, but yeah, what a lucky so girl. In that episode where they're at this house party mm-hmm. and Jordan Catalano has taken her to like this essentially like just free gaff. I think in yeah. America they call it like a flop house. And Angela's had this real envious You know, she's got this real issue with Rayanne's mother, really jealous of the fact that she's such a liberated mother, etc. No boundaries, like total freedom. And in that episode, she's going in we've all been there. So Rayanne is really overdoing it on the booze. Like she's Mm. just getting really just getting really messy. So Angela's going in to take care of Rayanne. But really what she's trying to do is fob off. Jordan Catalano, because he really wants to sleep with her. So this is oh. really the thread throughout the series is that oh, Jordan wants it. to sleep
1: with her. And she's pretend that she's madly concerned about her friend.
0: And she, But also it's the thing of within herself. It's the conflict within herself that she's not ready. Yes. And he isn't used to that because girls just sleep with him and on multiple occasions he kind of makes it out to be a bit weird a bit abnormal that she doesn't want to sleep with them so it's all okay. these kind of very complex but probably you know certainly if we talk about the 90s I would say probably fairly realistic kind of depiction of like the difference between Mm. boys and girls within that power dynamic. Unfortunately, in the 90s, like that was very much the case for a lot of us. But she's going into the mate saying, oh, you know, she's very messy. I need to look after her. And Jordan's like, look, one of the rooms is free. Let's just go up. So they go up. They have a kiss. She's like, I really need to check on Rayanne. So she's it's just it's so fantastic because it's almost like a play. Like she's going between the two rooms, but really what she's doing is she just doesn't want this to happen, but she doesn't have the language to tell him I'm not ready.
1: Mm. So it's just
0: like, oh, I mean, I mean, how brilliant is that?
1: And what did you think? Can you remember what you were thinking when you were watching us? Well, like I can just remember, around, I
0: can just remember, I think even the fact that she had the red hair and, you know, the fact that obviously at that time as well, we were all dressed in this grungy way, like Nirvana had been so big, mm. like the check shirts, like, you know, the dark lipstick, the pale skin. That's how we were all dressing. I looked at her and I saw myself and also the fact that she was so such an overthinker like mm. me, such so, so <laughs> neurotic, such a worrier. But yet she just did not have the words to tell this guy that she did not. <laughs>
1: But I don't know if it's that she didn't have the words. I think it's that she didn't have the confidence to say that that's what it was.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I that. think that's. So, I mean, I don't mean that she is. didn't have the language, but that's yeah, yeah. it. That, like, as in you just don't. She didn't want to, didn't but have the think, to say But I just don't think. I know we've touched on this, Emma, but I just don't think the parlance was there at the time to say to say to Guy, listen, I think, you know, it just. On, it was just. Well, no, I think so you knew
1: in your head that you didn't want it and you didn't think that you were ready but you didn't have the confidence to say well I think what
0: the show captured really well was that really pressurised environment Yeah. and in that episode Rayanne overdoses so it takes a bit of a dark twist and of course a couple of things as well um, throughout she had some great quotes of course Uh, she talks about the yearbook the yearbook everyone's in such a big hurry to make this book to supposedly remember what happened because if you made a book about what really happened it'd be a really upsetting book and you know she talks about the fact that um, uh, you know she talks about the fact that um about hatred, like when she is falling out, falling's out with people. So her next door neighbor Brian has a massive crush on her, okay. and oh, it's yes, very I much under her She's a bit of a pain in the arse, etc. And she, you know, she talks about you know hatred can give you this energy you can live off. You mm-hmm. know this kind of thing that like you know she's really fueled by just her falling's out with people. Yeah. And then she says another great one here as well, which I loved. Sometimes it seems like we're all living in some kind of a prison, and the crime is how much we hate ourselves. So you know, like real history on teen angst stuff which I absolutely loved and the show itself it was a massive cult phenomenon but it didn't do that well um, because ABC didn't really push it and the production team were very much aware that they Seemed quite uncomfortable with a lot of the storylines, the way it was going, the mm-hmm. fact that it was so gritty, so real. It disconcerted like a lot of people like within um within the station and the production company, I think, came to quite a lot of like, you know, Verbal confuffles uh, with ABC about it, and eventually what happened was is that Claire Danes, while had been really noted, obviously as a phenomenal actress, yeah. and her family were like, "Listen, we think we want her to do movies." So, is there any way we can change the production schedule? And that's when the production team were like, "Look, we're just gonna, we're not gonna get that. So let's just call time on this." And at the time, Claire Danes found it really hard because she felt that the responsibility was put on her, and she was the reason. She was made out to be the reason that the show was done. And like she just felt that was too much responsibility to put on the shoulders of a 15 year old. But it was, I mean it was fantastic like then the whole idea with Jordan Catalano that he actually had a learning disability so that everyone was quite layered. So on the one hand he was maybe this guy who was pressurising his girlfriend into giving him sex. But the other side was that he actually had very little confidence and you know, he, he Brian, he has a lovely relationship with Brian actually because Brian teaches him words. So he teaches Brian about how to get with girls and then Brian teaches him wor- words and there's a lovely moment where Jordan meets Angela's mother who just presumes him to be this total bad guy and of yeah. course he completely disarms the mother totally charms her and uses the word ironic so it's this lovely moment where he uses the word ironic uh, within the right context okay, with the yeah, mother yeah. but it turns out that he's basically illiterate that he can't read so there's all just these layers to characters which I love. well if and- he
1: you know if he Paid a bit more attention in school and stuff trying to get the ride off 15 year olds all the time do you know well, what I mean there is
0: yes and there is there's I mean, a great I the well. message there I'm not gonna kids. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the quote but where she's when she's talking to him at the locker and she notices the, the threads mm. coming loose at his shirt and she focuses on the thread and then she says to herself all that mattered in that moment was the thread and suddenly I knew that he was from a poor family that he was from a different place than me Um. and then funny quote here when someone compliments your parents there's like nothing to say it's like a stun gun to your brain you know that kind of teen humour which is great and of course the last episode the finale what really got us all as super fans was that none of us thought this was the end so this is what I mean even the actors thought oh well yeah we'll be coming back for the next season so the letter is just particularly poignant because obviously it was supposed to be a bit of an enjambment like just a bit of a segue into series 2 But of course, series two never came. So there's like a love triangle. Uh, She's mad about Jordan. Uh, Brian is mad about her. It's just all very intertwined. And Angela gets a love letter and she presumes it to be from Jordan. So she is delighted. This love letter is from Jordan. But of course, what happened was, was that uh, because Jordan couldn't write, Brian helps him to write the letter. Mm. So in writing the letter, of course, he's really telling Angela how he feels. So Angela goes mad when she finds out that Brian has had an input into this letter because she is unaware of the fact that Jordan... Is essentially, you know, he has uh, very serious learning dis- I mean, disability, I want to fucking
1: pop herself. Two Don't snag
0: Angela. I know what oh there my is around that. It's so it confusing. <sighs> um but you know who I felt sorry for? There was a very funny Halloween episode where the little sister Danielle, who's like a ghost, so Danielle mm. is now, no the parents it's this running jokes, so the parents are just focused, honed in on Angela, and poor yeah, Danielle's yeah, yeah. like, Can I have some food? Like <laughs> I mean, Danielle is just totally ignored. And for Halloween she dresses like Angela and uh. the parents mistake her for Angela so she's in the clothes she's dyed the hair red so that's in itself is a, is, a, is a great episode so in the love letter so to finish up on this so in the love letter he says Dear Angela I know in the past I've caused you pain and I'm sorry and can I just say can we just remove our cynical up to 90 heads okay let's go back to when our geography teacher was telling us we were too confident and we were getting tattoos which we regretted in town with our mates okay yes, we were in that histrionic full on hysteria phase of our lives okay I know in the past I've caused you pain and I'm sorry and I'll always be sorry till the day I die and I hate this pen I'm holding because I should be holding you and I hate this paper under my hand hand because it isn't you I even hate this letter because it's not the whole truth because the whole truth is so much more than a letter can even say if you want to hate me go ahead if you want to burn this letter do it if you want to burn the whole world down you could tell me to go to hell I'd go if you wanted me to and I'd send you a letter from there so the whole thing is that she thinks the letter is from Jordan, but of course it's from Brian. And in that moment in the finale where she confronts Brian mm-hmm. and he says that he's meant every word. And then who pops up along only Jordan and he says, come on, Angela. And she gets in the car and she looks out at Brian and that's the end of series one. And little do we know that was the end of the whole series. So seminal, so brilliant too real, too gritty, too raw and if you look up only one thing well, on YouTube yeah, today. Well yeah, but that
1: letter's not real like that, never going to fucking happen
0: Well look, it's American, do you know Emma like it was American. Well, look, we, we I mean say, I, I did ask you to take excuse, off your cynics You look back it's of pure seconds. cringe, but I just want you to imagine but you're a 14 year old. Look, we've been saying 14-year-old. this for a long time
1: in this country we've been, we've been wiping a lot of things off saying, oh but that's Americans for you that's, we've been letting them get away a lot of writing do you know what I mean? But if you were a teenage girl, oh, and you thought that, that Jared,
0: Jared, Jay Leto oh. had written you that letter, life, made. and then there's this great moment as well where she's all upset because the relationship, you know, isn't, you know, it's gone to shit, yeah. and she's, you know, I, I had this relationship with someone and it was terrible, and I should have just had sex with him, like you know the way like you self-flagellate. You're like, that's what I should have done. You know, that oh. kind of thing. It's just so fucking real.
1: Oh no, I'm cringing so on said, my own life. You definitely about it. have to
0: check it out. And can I just say before we wrap it up and up to 90, if you look at one thing on YouTube today, honestly, yeah. look up that scene with Ricky. What is love? My so-called life. It is mm. and contextualise it within a 90s, uh, within a 90s, Don't Within a 90s kind of world wherein it was the, in that moment he could be free.
1: Love. And on
0: that note, she's gone. I'm Pinchini i I've been, been ever Till next week, guys. God bless.
1: This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well?